Hello Cryptonauts, today is Wednesday, June 17, 2020 and on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 average daily as well as the crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. And just as a friendly reminder, there is a Discord channel available and I will leave a link in the description below. Make sure you join, hang out, chit chat, have a good time. With that said, stay safe. Make sure you stay quarantined, six feet away, wear your mask, and use plenty of hand sanitizer. Let's begin. Alrighty, cryptonauts, let's get started with the top 10 cryptocurrencies by market capitalization. Starting off with Bitcoin settling at $9,392.65 for a 0.34% loss. And in second place, we have Ethereum settling at $232.63 for a 0.11% gain. And in third place, we have USDT Tether settling at $0.99 for a 0.11% loss. And in fourth place, we have XRP Ripple settling in at 19 cents for a 0.28% loss. And in fifth place, we have BCH Bitcoin Cash settling in at $238.17 for a 0.57% gain. And in sixth place, we have Bitcoin SV settling in at $173.80 for a 0.71% loss. And in seventh place, we have Litecoin settling in at $43.73 for a 0.3% loss. And in eighth place, we have Binance Coin settling in at $16.39 for a 13% gain. Correction, did I say Litecoin was a loss? Litecoin, let's do Litecoin again. Litecoin in seventh place for 43, settling in at $43.73 for a 0.3% gain. And Binance Coin settling at $16.39 for a 0.14% gain. And in ninth place, we have EOS settling in at $2.54 for a 0.29% gain. And in tenth place, we have Cardano settling in at $0.08 for a whopping 5.69% gain. All right, that is the top 10 coin market cap of today. And our overall market cap is settled at $264.5 billion. All right, Cryptonauts, with that said, let's go ahead and get started with the crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and get started with the crypto news of the day. Starting off with GitHub drops master and slave terms amidst BLM backlash. GitHub, the world's biggest site for software developers, is to drop the coding term master and slave, according to a tweet by Nat Friedman, CEO of Microsoft-owned company. It comes as companies are subject to increasing scrutiny over their response to the Black Lives Matter protest. On Monday, banking behemoth Citigroup came under fire for not making Juneteenth, which commemorates the day US slaves discovered they were free. 
a holiday for employees as Nike and other major firms have done. Friedman tweeted that GitHub was working on a change to the long-established master and slave terms in response to an entreaty from Google Chrome develop developer Una Kravitz. If it prevents every single black person from feeling more isolated in the tech community, feels like a no-brainer to me, she tweeted. She suggested changing the coding term master, which refers to the main version of the code, to a, a more neutral term such as main. But developers using GitHub have been invited to nominate alternatives. Okay, next news. Let's see here. A little bit more. Blockchain systems bring China's $2 trillion greater Bay Area altogether. China has long dreamed of turning the greater Bay Area comprised of mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau into a unified economic hub, but competing legal systems have stymied, 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 stymied its ambitions. Now, a blockchain-based settlement system is smoothing the barrier to cross-border finance. China's Guangfa Bank is one of, the large, one of the biggest commercial banks in mainland China, recently launched the first cross-border blockchain-based financial systems, allowing for seamless payment settlements throughout the greater Bay Area. The platform provides information verification services for systems, including customer de declarations and authorizations of cross-border credit information. The initial pilot conducting in Guangdong, the platform performed well, servicing 524 companies and closing 2,000 779 loans worth a total value of $7.8 billion. China's FinTech Master Plan China's Guangfa Bank blockchain performs for, platform forms part of Beijing's plan to lower the barrier to cross-border trade and transaction settlements through FinTech innovations. For the China's Bank Regulatory Commission's Master Plan for the region, FinTech will play a major role with policies enabling firms to build out sandboxes to test new technologies without needing to jump through regulatory hoops. Okay, Beijing's $2 trillion prize. Because of lack of commonality between jurisdictions, building trust is challenging. Small and medium-sized enterprises have the worst of it as they lack resources to dedicate the required administrative requirements for building up cross-border credits and ensuring compliance with rarely overlapping customs regulations. Without the scale of big corporations that has substantial administrative resources, an SME would have challenges getting a credit line across the three borders to be used in different parts of the supply chain. Suppliers might not trust the integrity of the credit note being presented cross-border. Data protection laws might stop a know-your-customer process from being completed. Ah, let's continue on. Next, news. Here's who paid $5.2 million in Ethereum fees last week. Ooh, did we find out who it is? Let's see. Researchers at blockchain analytics platform PexShield have found out who owns the Ethereum address that, for some reason, paid $5.2 million in fees to send just two transactions last week. They have identified the owner as a small peer-to-peer -peer crypto exchange in Korea called Good Cycle and suggest that it could be operating a Ponzi scheme. Update, we have identified the victim of a small P2P exchange in Korea called Good Cycle, which appears to be a Ponzi scheme project. Our investigations found that their security is really lacking, e.g. using HTTP instead of HTTPS. Could be easily hacked, Peck Shield tweeted today. 
Peck Shields, Vice President of Research, Chia Chi Wu, added that they sent a transaction of 0.5 ETH to the exchange, which swiftly got picked up and sent to the address that made the two huge transaction fees. This, they say, demonstrates that the address belongs to the exchange. The $5.2 million in ETH Ethereum fees. Last week, two mysterious transactions were made that forced blockchain data companies to check their data wasn't corrupted. While normal Ethereum transaction fees are around 17 cents per transaction, these two transactions both spent $2.6 million in fees. One of the transactions was to send just $100 in Ethereum. While many first thought the transaction was a bug, the second transaction muddled muddied the waters even further. Peck Shield was the first to report that it may be an exchange wallet and that the exchange may have been targeted by blackmailers. So the million dollars tran uh, transaction fees may actually be blackmail. The theory hackers captured partly access to exchange key they can't withdraw but can send no effect transactions with any gas price. So they, so they threaten to burn off funds via transaction fees unless compensated. Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin tweeted about the research. Then Zengo cryptocurrency wallet's researcher Alex Man Manuskin posted a response claiming that blackmail was unlikely. He doubled down on the idea that the automated system went wrong and accidentally sent the inordinate transaction fees. Either way, the victim, while now appears to be good cycle, never came forward to claim the transaction fees. They have now been distributed out to miners. And those miners are wealthy and will continue to buy more rigs. I'm sure they will. Okay, next news. Ripples lands on CNBC's 2020 list of 50 most disruptive startups. Blockchain payments network Ripple has taken 20th place on CNBC's 8th annual list of venture-backed startups disruptors 50 published on Tuesday. According to the announcements, the list aims to identify the highest private companies whose breakthroughs are influencing businesses and market competitions at an accelerated pace. The startup makes the 22 disruptor list at the epicenter of the world's changing in previously unimaginable ways. Turning ideas in cybersecurity, education, health, IT, logistics, delivery, fintech, and agriculture into a new wave of billion-dollar business, CNBC explained. Next news. Let's see. Blockchain police brutality database gives bad cops nowhere to hide. In the aftermath of George Floyd's death in police custody, the conflict, com the conduct of officers have, has come under the spotlight. The need for transparencies and accountability has brought together people of all political stripes, with U.S. Presidential Donald Trump recently signing an executive order that would create a national policy misconduct database to, to catalog incidents. But efforts led to the federal government take time and other steps to fill in the gap. One organization, Police Accountability Now, has developed PAM Protocol, a blockchain-based solution built on Ethereum and Interplanetary File System, IPFS. It aims to provide an anonymous, censorship-resistant database of allegations and complaint, uh, complaints regarding police misconduct. Through FOI requests, the group is hoping to tie together a list of officers' names and badges, badge numbers for every major department so that Problematic members of the force can't hide behind a number. A spokesperson for police accountability now, 
points to the to the culture of police uniform, blue shield, a code of silence that discourages members from speaking out against misconduct as a barrier to police reform. In a blog post, the, the PAN organization encourages officers to be active users of the platform, giving them an anonymous mechanism to report colleague behaviors without fear of repri reprisal. Hmm. All right, next news. Binance to launch regulated UK exchange ahead of deadline. Cryptocurrency exchange Binance today announced that it will launch a trading platform in the United Kingdom this summer. The platform will be aimed at both retail and institutional investors to support up to 65 digital assets at launch, which are currently under con consideration. UK customers will be able to buy and sell crypto using great British pounds and euros. Stated the announcement, interest and participation in the UK digital assets market is growing, not just in depth with its current participants, but also in breadth, said Tian Tiana Baker-Taylor, director of Binance UK. All right, next news. Police arrest alleged mastermind of $722 million Bitcoin Ponzi scheme. Russ Medlin, the sus suspected head of an alleged $722 million Bitcoin Ponzi scheme, known as BitClub has been arrested in Indonesia on sex charges. On June 16th, local authorities in Jakarta apprehended Medellin, according to Reuters. Police questioned three underage girls seen leaving Medellin's apartment. After a brief interview, the girls confessed to being part of an alleged child's prostitution ring. A twice convicted felon, Medellin has faced sex charges before. He's listed a non-compliant Tier 2 offender on the Nevada State Sex Offender website, having been convicted of child molestation in 2006 and 2008. The Big Club Ponzi scheme. However, it was an international warrant for his arrest that sparked global headlines. According to local authorities, Medellin is wanted for his alleged role in the suspected Bitcoin Ponzi scheme accused of siphoning $722 million from investors. Wow, that's crazy. Next news. Ledger and Nomura launched institutional-grade Bitcoin custody services. Next news. Former CFTC chairman claims XRP is not a security. Okay, really quick here, really quick. Former U.S. CFTC chairman Chris Giancarlo said in a paper yesterday that the cryptocurrency XRP isn't a security. However, Giancarlo is senior counsel at Wil Wilkie Farr and Gall Gallagher. Gallagher a law firm that Ripple, the company that writes code for the XRP blockchain and holds nearly half the supply employees. Even if XRP were to satisfy one or two of the prongs of the Howey test, it does not satisfy the factors such that XRP is an investment contract subject to regulations as a security. Giancarlo wrote in an article for the International Finance Law Review. Okay, I don't wanna read this anymore. Next news. South African bank faces $60 million in losses after master key stolen. Ooh, that hurts. South Africa's Post Bank, the banking subsidiary of the state-owned South African Post Office, reported lost, reportedly lost more than $3.2 million to fraudulent charges after suspected employees stole the bank's master key. As a result, the bank will replace more than $12 million 
customer cards according to the Sunday Times of South Africa via ZDNet. Employees printed the code from an old data center in December 2018. From March to December 2019, the master key was used to make more than 25,000 transactions, gradually siphoning 56 million rand worth $3.26 million from customers' accounts. Wow. Next news. Ubisoft launches Rabbit Tokens crypto gains to benefit UNICEF. Ubisoft has shown a lot of interest in blockchain gaming initiatives over the years, but for the very first time, the successful video game publisher has released its own crypto-centric game. Debut today, Rabbit Tokens is a rip rift of Dapper Lab's popular CryptoKitties, which crashed Ethereum when it first launched. Pulling the goofy rabbit-like alien creature from Ubisoft's long-running game series, Rabbit's Tokens lets users purchase differently skinned versions of the rabbit on the Ethereum blockchain. There are some key twists that set it apart from CryptoKitties, however. The biggest is that players potentially won't own the rabbit for very long. It can be purchased by another user and stolen from you, and you won't get any money in return. Uh, I don't like that idea. Don't like that idea at all. Next, news. Oh, it's getting late. Coinbase, excuse me. Coinbase announces Rosetta Toolkit for blockchain integration. Popular San Francisco-based crypto exchange Coinbase has released Rosetta, a toolkit designed to make blockchain integration simpler and more effective, especially for exchanges working with new tokens. In a blog post, Coinbase stated that Rosetta will be available starting today for digital currency exchanges and blockchain developers alike. With the number of blockchain increasing with each block with and with each blockchain featuring unique specifications, exchanges have to take the time have to take time and care when integrating with different blockchains. Coinbase saw the need for standardization. Therefore, it says Rosetta is designed to keep funds secure and take the compatibility issues that can slow, slow developers down. In addition to the exchange, the company believes that cross-blockchain cross applications can benefit from Rosetta's standard format, reducing the amount of code developers need to write. Cool. Next news. This Bitcoin address was just hacked on purpose. A wallet with one Bitcoin was just brute force, but don't worry, its owners wanted it this way. Alistair Milne, the, the CIO of Altana Digital Currencies Fund, tweeted this morning that he woke up to, to the bad news that one BTC, currently worth north of $9,300, had been taken from an address he controlled. Incidentally, Milne actually wanted this Bitcoin stolen. It was part of a giveaway puzzle that he orchestrated via Twitter. Milne posted about the giveaway at the end of May, stating that he would periodically release a hint to a 12-word seed phrase for a wallet addressing containing a little over 1 BTC. In an effort to prevent brute forcing or running programs to guess the seed phrase, Milne in intended to give the last three or four words all at once. But he never got the chance because one community member was able to brute force the wallet's seed after the eighth hint was published. It took the attacker 44 hours to find the full seed phrase. Milne mentioned on Twitter that he was hoping to make the giveaway more inclusive to the not-so-tech-savvy more than a clever giveaway. This puzzle is also a technical experiment in how quickly an attacker can 
derive a 12-word seed if they have over half of its words. Wow, that's crazy. All right, next news. Bullies beware. Colombia using Ethereum to protect lunch money. The World Economic Forum, WEF, is trailing a blockchain transparency project with the Colombian government in order to fight corruptions in the South American country. A report published today said that along with the Inter-American Development Bank, IDB, and the Office of Inspections General of Colombia, the WEF will use the Ethereum public blockchain to create a proof of concept, a trial to test the design idea to combat corruption. The idea is that by using the Ethereum blockchain, the Colombian government will be able to make a corruption-prone prone government process more transparent. They will start by focusing on the Programa de Alimentación Escolar, PAE, a public school meal program. Corruption has long plagued Colombia. The country's government has its estimated has itself estimated that corruption costs Colombia a staggering $18 billion a year. The school meals program has likely been chosen by the WEF as such benefits have previously been stolen in the country. In 2016, a food company was accused of embezzling funds for school meals in one of Colombia's poorest province. Wow. Next news, PiDAO released USD++ or better stablecoin holdings. That's a new way to try to mitigate the risk of holding dollar pegged stablecoins. PiDAO, the decentralized organizations building diversified token pools on the Balancer protocol, announced the mainnet release of its USD++ pool on Tuesday. The pool combines several of the top USD pegged stablecoins into one tradable token. It's another example of a creative use case of the rapidly growing Balancer protocol. And one of the expanding universe of the ideas DAOs are working to address. The USDD, USD++ pool will contain Maker, Dai, Synthetics, USDs, Tether, TUSD, and Coinbase's USDCs. USDC will make up more than 47% of the USD++ pool, while the SUSDs has the lowest weight. It will make up less than 4%. The weighing strategy is intended to create low volatility and trust minimizations for medium and long-term holders. All right, Cryptonauts, that is it. We are all done for today. I'm just gonna double check, see if there's anything else on here. Nope, it looks like that's it. All right, Cryptonauts. Once again, don't forget that there is a Discord channel available. Make sure you join. I'll leave a link in the description below. And make sure if you want to collaborate to leave me a message on the Anchor app or directly through the Discord messaging app. With that said, adios.